Pets are humanizing. They remind us we have an obligation and responsibility to preserve and nurture and care for all life. Animals are sentient, intelligent, perceptive, funny, and entertaining. We owe them a duty of care as we do to children. Hello and welcome to episode 375 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a normal Thursday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, a little bit of whatever. Who knows what we're going to come up with today. And just see what's out there. Yeah, one more thing about animals. Animals are such, such agreeable friends. They ask no questions. They pass no criticisms. Except for cats. They're little pricks, aren't you? <laughs> like knock shit off counters and cause all kinds of troubles. But yeah. So we don't have much. We only got two comics today. So it's a small comic so- section today. But they're big comics for what they are. So at least we'll have a little bit to talk about. One's an 80-page giant. This is Dog Days of Summer by, by DC Universe. This is so much fun. Just seeing the super pets all having their different little stories. The first storyline is the Crucible. Whereas Superman decides not to bother anybody else when he sees a spaceship coming into our atmosphere and decides that him and Crypto... Super dog will take care of things. So they go up into the ship and they get put through a variety of different levels trying to get to the heart of the ship and find out who the alien being is that's set on attacking our planet or whatever whatever they have planned. And you get to see a wonderful story about what these two do to deal with this, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. And then we got a story. Oh, they don't have a name for this one. There's an Arkham Asylum Gotham story, which I don't know why they don't have a name on this. But it basically, it's I guess you could just call it Gator in the Swamp. So, oh, hey. Third page, they finally got a name. <clears throat> I got Killer Croc in Citizen Croc. And in this story, we get to see Croc, what he's dealing with, where he's living. What he deals with in the swamp where he's hanging out at and at the present time. And we get to see this little gator dude that the Croc tries to help out. And we get to see what kind of trouble has brought Batman to their area and what's going on and what they do along the way. And it's a very interesting and fun little story that with the crack and the Batman. And then we get uh, Ferdinand the Bull in barbecue season. Now, I don't know who Ferdinand is related to as far as 
uh, superhero-wise. I don't remember ever seeing Ferdinand before, other than the, my wife always, her childhood books about the Ferdinand the Bull is one that she always mentions and stuff, and uh, a story that affected her in her childhood. Uh, but yeah, this is a fun story about Ferdinand's the cook for the Justice League crew. And he's, like, trying to make himself accept that he is a part of the Justice League. And he just doesn't feel like things are going right. And he's cooking out for the crew. But he doesn't enjoy that he's cooking burgers made from, well, cows. <laughs> he's basically dealing with cannibalism is how he feels. So... He takes a break from the grill, asks Wonder Woman to make sure she keeps it, keeps the grill hot. And while he goes off to try and figure some other way or form to feed the Justice League uh, with a different style of meat or whatever he, he can come across. By doing this, he goes to a scientist and some things happen along the way. It's just a very interesting story. Uh, poor Ferdinand is not wanting to feed <laughs> his relatives and stuff to the Justice League. Especially some of these Justice League characters like Flash. I mean, his metabolism's so out of whack. He could probably eat about three cows himself. <laughs> nah, then the next story. We get a new character that I don't think I've heard of before, but Captain Carrot from Earth 26. They also have President Superman from Earth 23, Thunderer from Earth 7, Mary Marvel from Earth 5, Machine Head from Earth 8, Aqua Woman from Earth 11, Atomic Batman from Earth 17, and Abin Sur from Earth-20. And in this story, pretty much President Superman, Atomic Batman, and Captain Carrot go off to Captain Carrot's planet because there's a bunch of stuff happening and they need to try and fix it. So they, Captain Superman decides to take a small crew and... Little Mr. Atomic Batman is picking on Captain Carrot and his planet and saying it's a waste of time. So President Superman decides, well, we're going to make Atomic Batman join us to try and deal with this. And it's a fun story. It works out real nice. You get to see, once we get to Captain Carrot's planet, we get to see Ellie Cadabra. Uh, I'm guessing that's a play on Abracadabra. Ellie Catabra. There's Pig Iron. Don't really get that reference. Iron Pig. Pig Iron. It's not in an Iron Man outfit, so... I don't know if he's made of iron or what. He looks kind of normal fleshy, but I could be wrong. There's Rubber Duck. Who I'm guessing is basically like... Uh, Elongated man, elastic man, uh, all them. 
There's Fastback, which is must be the Flash type character, and there's Little Cheese, which is like the Atom. Uh, well, not really like the Atom, more like uh, uh, Prim's Ant Man. He's more like an Ant Man style character. But their son has gone crazy and is going to destroy the planet. And you get to see what happens in this fun world of comic mischief where you can make little holes slide by just moving them. It's got the whole cartoon world aspects and theories in it. And I really like that they did that play throughout it. It was a lot of fun. But, uh, then it says something on the bottom here. Well, I guess that must have been the name of it then. Captain Carrot in Crisis on Earth 26. Then we get a story that has some sad moments and And some happy, interesting, revealing moments in it. And it's with Animal Man and his family called Rio Celeste. And they happen upon an area that the Animal Man knows where people aren't allowed. And he worked with the park people and got it so him and his family could go to this area. And there just happens to be a certain being in this area. An animal has to, animal man has to deal with it in his own way. But getting to see how animal man uses some of his abilities and stuff, it was really fun. Uh, this is like another little teaser that I've had of animal man, and I was leery about the character. But every time I find a little bit more about him, I just I want to read read more. So hopefully, I can get some more eventually. And we got Space Sector 3009, Planet Terran. The annual Kund hunting trip. This is a planet with some cute little bears. Cute little teddy bear style creatures. And a group of dickheads that come to their planet over and over. And they hunt them because they like their skin. And they like the way these creatures taste. And we get to see a Red Lantern cat, Dexstar, in Tourist Season is the actual name of this story. And Dexstar, I, I want to know more about this cat. He's a Red Lantern. He's a cat. His planet was pretty much wiped out by dickheads like this. And he comes to work with this bear and... Possibly help him, but the bear has to take up arms and help himself also. Otherwise, the cat's not going to help him along the way. And this is a fun story. A lot of a lot of more interesting characters that I want to know more about. So hopefully I can find more about them sometime down in the, in the future. And then, I don't know, is this our last story or second to last story? We have uh, an interesting rodeo-style story where a couple of drunk fellas happen to st- 
come to the rodeo, to Bailey's Rodeo. That's I don't know if that's the name of the story or not. But these two characters, one's a little too drunk and thinks he's going to ride a bull, picks the wickedest bull of the lot, the one that's had the most problems, a bull that some dickheads uh, painted a red smiley face on. This bull is green in color, so I don't know if that's its natural color or if someone also painted the green parts on the bull. But it gave it that Joker's look. And why the Joker never took in this bull is beyond me. You'd think he would give this bull a home and he's a badass. And he'd probably rule the rodeo circuit. But no one wants to ride him. But a bat cow just happens to appear to help save a gentleman that's stupid and drunk from dealing with this bull. And it's, it's interesting. Very, very interesting. I, I want to know more about Bat Cow because Bat Cow, what I get here I, has me really wondering why we have this, these characters. Some of these characters just shock me. Okay, it was... I don't know why they put the name at the end of some of these, but... The name of that story was Bat Cow in Panic at the Midnight Rodeo. And then the final one is a Atlas Beach event is going on at the beach and uh, Beast Boy happens to be there and uh, one of the big muscle heads, it's called All Beast Bright and Beautiful. See, I feel like I should have read this book backwards with, that they have all the headlines at the end of the stories. But, uh, yeah, the biggest, dopiest jack at the, at the party just picks on Beast Boy, and Beast Boy's like, okay, let's have a contest. They do a contest. Beast Boy, in my opinion, cheats it up by changing forms into a bunch of different animals throughout it like a dolphin when it comes to swimming a gorilla when it comes to lifting and he's cheating it up quite a bit but yeah it's a fun fun story seeing where it goes and what happens throughout that storyline but dog days of summer from dc universe number one 80 page giant it was a load of fun i hope they do more of those and then the final one we're going to talk about, the other one, from Boom Studios, we have SummerSlam 2017 Special Number 1. I Wined and Dined with Kings and Queens is the first storyline where we see the old American dream, Dusty Rhodes, a great gentleman that we is no longer with us. Uh, one of the badassers, badasses of wrestling's early days. Uh, he's dealing with King Macho Man. And there's a character that's obsessed with Macho Man. He used to enjoy Dusty Rhodes, but now he's obsessed with Macho Man. 
he sneaks in to be one of the guys that get to carry the Macho Man, King of the King of the Ring chair to the ring. Bear with me, I'm getting attacked by a cat. He's decided to wake up and come down and see me. So I gotta get him situated. But yeah. This character kinda like deals with Macho Man. Macho Man's dickishness and we get to see how they work all together with the big fight between Dusty and the King of the Ring, Macho Man. Oh, Lemmy, this is not going to work if you're going to keep moving around. You got to pick a spot, dude. Come on, pick a spot. Get comfortable so I can keep doing this. Cats, like I said. <laughs> Dogs are so easy. Cats are a pain in the ass, aren't you? Uh, say something to the masses. Gonna rub up against the microphone. Yeah. Not gonna purr into it loud. <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun little story between Dusty and Macho Man fighting it out. I love these books because not only do you get the side stories, you also get the uh, the wrestling in the ring story. Then the next story in this run, because this is Survivor Series, you got to have more than one match. So it's got to go on for a few matches, which they kind of start with what I would think would be one of the headliner matches and kind of work their way backwards throughout these stories. But in the Mandible of Madness, we get a great story that gives us Mick Foley as Cactus Jack. Or no, sorry. Oops. As Man-Thing. <laughs> the guy has too many damn alter egos. He's got to quit that shit. Well, we get to see him dealing with The Undertaker and Paul Bearer. And this is uh, a key to a, an event that happened back then where we get to see a little changing of hands and stuff. And it was a lot of fun watching them deal with each other and how he, uh, mankind tries to find a way to get at the Undertaker, a different way to get to him. Cat, you are losing way too much freaking hair. I can't even pet you. No, I... I just pad you for a little bit. My computer, my lap, my chest, everything, my comic, everything. It's covered with cat hair. What the hell? I can't sell none of this shit. <laughs> little pain in my ass. <laughs> they just blow my hand and a few hundred strands of cat hair go flying. And then I think the last story is the New Day's optimistic odyssey part five so this must be something that's been going on for a while but we get to see oh no there is another storyline we get to see the new day new day and they're dealing with some things with where they're being helped out by a ghost that's a unicorn type character so we get to find out more about them through this. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's very, very interesting. 
And then we got a storyline that's got like a lot of the baddie, bad tag teams and bad guys are having a party after a match that's uh, being paid for by the millionaire Matt. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Then we got like Nasty Boys there. And, uh, oh, what's it called? The Earthquake and uh, they're the Natural Disasters. I can't think of the other guy's name. But they fought a match, and they're they're at this event with Jimmy Hart and a bunch of other characters, and the Bushwhackers just happen to stumble across this event, and they're hungry. Well, Cousin Luke's having a bunch of issues, and he needs to get something in his stomach, and they see the party going on, and they walk in. They didn't know it was a wrestling party that they weren't invited to and so things happen and they get in trouble and some other things happen along the way and it's a fun story and there is one more there's give the demon his due where seth rollins is sleeping the night before a match and there's this haunting entity that's crawling around the ceiling of his bedroom he doesn't notice it Gets woke up for his match. Throughout his day, he keeps this entity just keeps kind of popping up. Then he gets to his match, and we find out. Sorry, I'm trying to get this hair off me. It's hard to turn my pages when I got a handful of hair, and it's all over my comics. So when I reread this comic in the future, I will end up with a bunch of freaking cat hair. But yeah, that was a fun, fun comic again. All the though you, all the wrestling comics I've been reading have been a blast. I love getting a little play of the actual in-ring stuff going on. We get to see that brings back memories of stuff I've seen from the past, and then having that extra little storyline that goes with it, the behind-the-scenes storyline style. It's just yeah, that was. A lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Oh, let's see here. I really wish you weren't on me for another 15 minutes, cat. It would have made things easier. See, do we have anything to talk about from the news or anything? Uh, I did see that I thought it was pretty stupid, but the uh, Iditarod is punish, punishing some people for sheltering their dogs during a storm this year, and then they're getting punished for that because I guess that makes their dogs stronger because they weren't out in the crappy weather suffering. And I think that's pretty fucked up that they're getting punished for doing that. And I don't know. I guess, I suppose there is a rule that you can't take your dog in your room with you and stuff like that. You gotta leave them out with their hay bales. And their frozen bowls of food. But yeah, 
I'm waiting to hear some backlash from that. I was kind of surprised. And I get it. Some mild penalties, but yeah. If it's a severe storm, it's better than dogs getting harmed. And get off it, give them like a five minute delay penalty or something. And let them go on from there. But uh, Elon Musk. Wants to build a new social media platform. Hey, I'm there for you. I'll jump on it. I'd really gladly get rid of Facebook. I don't know. They've changed it so much. I've gotten bored with it. Nothing comes up anymore. All the shit I get on my screen is at least a day old or older. I don't get up-to-date fresh things, postings, which I don't know why. Can't figure out how to get it back to that where I just get the fresh postings. It's, they screwed it all up. Let's see. I don't know what the hell that is. There's eight dead after a UN helicopter was shot down by rebels in the Congo during a peacekeeping mission. And it's not a good way to start off a peacekeeping thing. It's like, you'd think these rebels and stuff would be, with these governments the way they are and these superpowers the way they are, you would think they'd be able to fix a lot of these problematic groups and straighten things out, but Obviously not, as we're learning right now, we have Russia, which is supposed to be one of the top superpowers out there, and they can't even deal with a country that they're connected to. I just, I don't want them to. I don't feel good about them attacking Ukraine. I want Ukraine to prevail, but it just surprises me. Oh, you hear about these countries for so many years, and then when something happens, it's like, okay, you're getting your butt beat by locals. It's like locals with big hearts that want their country back, which I don't blame them. It sounds like the uh, sister country of, of ours from Wisconsin, uh, they... Uh, got their town back it sounded like today so yeah i don't know what's all going on over there i don't like it but i don't know all the details so i'm not gonna get into it and then uh that florida park ride where the kid fell is a bigger kid tall kid and i know that feeling i should have never been on a ride at the Gurney, Illinois, uh, Great America. The first year that the Batman ride, I believe it was. Pretty sure it was the Batman ride, it was called. Uh, first year it came out, I went on it. And the guy literally put his feet against the harness to push it against my gut to make it click. There's no reason I should have been on that because that that was one of the newer roller coasters where you rode on the outside of the tracks instead of the, on top of them. 
you had the tracks above your head and you're flying on the outside the loops and stuff. So at any moment, if that harness would have snapped loose, I would have went flying. I, it was amazing. I, I got what, maybe one click and that harness was locked. And yeah, I worried the whole freaking ride. <laughs> My harness was at an angle and stuff. One good bump or something. I might've hopped out that seat when flying myself. So yeah, I can totally see that, but that should, I get that the ride's not at fault, but the person that put them in the ride should be at fault. They should have made sure that said, Hey, sorry, you're too, they should have said it to me. Sorry, you're too big to be on this ride. We can't have you on here. It's a safety hazard. And then you piss and moan and accept it. But yeah. And then a game I checked out recently was I Am Fish. Uh, you're basically a fish in a bowl where you go rolling around collecting pieces of bread. And which they promote feeding bread to fish, which I don't think is good. And they promote putting the fish bowl in the sunlight, which is not good because you're going to cook the fish. And these are bad things to teach kids. But it's basically based off of Marvel Madness. You just got the 3D style, better visuals and stuff, but you're doing dealing the same control st style scheme. But it's fun going from roofs and high wires and all that. But but yeah, we're out of time. So I got to end this part, and we'll get back to the second portion right after this with the health segment. I'll be back. All right. We're going to get to the health stuff, but yeah, I just want to say on that I Am Fish game, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, you just it surprised me some of the things they show in there because kids are going to be like, okay, I'm going to get a fish and I'm going to feed it bread and I'm going to stick it in the sun. <laughs> They're going to get some surprises if they do some of those things, but yeah. <laughs> it was a very fun way to look at a Marvel Madness game because if you've played those in the past you know how frustrating they can be on those stupid edges and getting around cliffs at least this way it gives you more more movement viable different tubes and stuff you can go through and it's just it's a lot more fun this way but yeah check it out all right let's see here we got what do we got for health stuff to talk about? I'm sure I got something. I thought I had stuff all laid out. Uh, retirement and MS. Let's look at that, I guess. Preparing for your retirement takes a lot of thought. There are many things to consider. Will you have enough money to afford your current lifestyle? Can your home accommodate any future disability? If not, are you able to move? <clears throat> I mean, basically, I got hit with some of my worst relapses right at the prime of my life, prime of my career life, prime of, I was running companies, I was running businesses, I had a wallet full of money, I was happy, I had savings 401 money put away whatever we had a decent lifestyle going and then i wake up paralyzed and 
spent years trying to figure out a bunch of issues that came along with that after that and never got answers, never got answers. Dealt with it for many, many years. Finally, by the time I've lost every job that I loved and or was doing great at or making good money at and tried running some businesses and ended up losing all that. By the time I lost all that, then I finally, well, no, not then, years after that even, I finally got answers. The answers I should have had way before and that could have changed everything and done gone a whole different route. I mean, I had many opportunities through life. And I chose the ones that worked for where I wanted to be at the time. But if I would have known what I was dealing with, I would have definitely took different routes that were available to me. That could have made life way easier. Went to put as much stress on my body. And I just, yeah. The travel portion and all that was a big part of those type of jobs. And it's, I was offered for a, a job as a audio video specialist for a certain biker magazine back in the day where I was going to basically go to Sturgis, Daytona, do all the video taping, the editing, all that stuff for them. Uh, I had an opportunity to run a Harley Davidson dealership in Italy. I would have went to Italy. Well, not run it in Italy. I would have went to Italy, worked for them for a couple of years, And then they would have gave me my own business in the United States that they would have paid for and set up. And I would have ran that company for them. Uh, Everything just had so much delay, so much. You got to get this paperwork done. You got, I mean, it it took me two years I spent with the Italian consulate and all that, consulates or whatever you want to call it can't say the name right today to try and get things straightened out and I was just burnt out I didn't want to play this game anymore it's like let's do this or don't do it but I'm not a person that likes waiting same with the Sturgis job it was offered to me a few months prior and things were waiting on we were waiting for and during that event some other things happened so I went a different route uh which was probably really stupid at that time. I, that one I should have just stuck with and knock on the route that I did choose. Uh, it got me my wife. <laughs> so that's a good thing uh, that I would have probably missed out on, but that was definitely worth it. So she's worth more than money, <laughs> even though she likes to spend a lot. Of money. Uh, But yeah, I could go on and on. I've had a lot of job offers and business offers, running construction companies for guys and all that stuff, running crews of Mexican-related employees that couldn't speak English well, and I would have ran all the crews and took care of them and done all that. It's just building condominiums and 
working with people, buying houses and remodeling them and did it for a while and could have made it a permanent business and stayed down south in Arizona and stuff, but chose to move back up north. Yeah, it's just lots of things that have changed over the years, but would have been a lot easier on me MS-wise if I would have looked into some of these other things. So I should have done that. Uh, where was I on this? Uh, when you live with an unpredictable disease like multiple sclerosis, MS, retirement planning takes on a whole different dimension. For one thing, it's hard to foresee when you'll have to stop working. You also don't know the exact kinds of special accommodations you'll need to stay independent in the future. The good news is that retirement is a reality for most people with MS. Treatment advances have improved to the point where most people with MS can live almost as long as people without MS. Now is a good time to take stock of your health, living, and financial situations. Start to think about how you plan to get by once you're no longer receiving a paycheck. Well, it's a little fucking too late for me. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... I was never a big retirement planner type person, which is probably bad, but... I also don't have a family, so it's like... When I'm gone, there's nobody to take care of me when I get really bad or anything like that, so... I don't know. Just got to deal with it, I guess. Trying to find different things. I am getting into some things that are prospering right now and working out a little bit better. But yeah, it's a lot of work trying to revamp your life and change your existence when you're used to one way of life and then you're put into a completely 360 different style of life. Uh, You got to work with it. Assess your health. Uh, the course of MS can be hard to predict. You might be disability-free for the rest of your life, or you could have trouble getting around. Use your current health to help anticipate what your future might look like. You can't anticipate shit with this disease. You never fucking know what's going to happen. But yeah, I mean, definitely take advantage of what you got. But don't overwork your body. Trust me. Do jobs that aren't going to stress your body out as much. A lot of us do very physical jobs, and we're going to regret it in the future. I believe a lot of people will if they don't change up a little bit, make it a little less stressful on their body. Imagine where you want to live. Well, I've done that. I, I live there every time I meditate. That's the only place time I can go to my happy place. Try and figure out where you want to live. Imagine it plan for it where do you want to spend your golden years (laughs) you i don't like that though with this disease i granted yes i get it if you get diagnosed early enough your doctors aren't fucking ignorant and they listen to you then you might have a chance at doing some of these things damn it life can change so much a drop of a hat you gotta 
prepare for that, I think, more than planning for some beautiful Cinderella story in the end of life. I don't foresee it that way, but hey, these people do. A lot of times the people that write these things are people that don't have the shit. So <laughs> uh, get your financial options in a row. You'll have more flexibility during your retirement years if you've saved up enough money. Maximize your savings potential. Set aside money for everyday needs and unexpected expenses. Then put away a good chunk of money for the future. And you can have a huge chunk of money put away for your future. One hospital stay can wipe that out. Uh, If you get put in a home because you lose ability to move, that can wipe everything out. So you can bust your ass and put a ton of savings away, but at any moment, someone can take that all away from you. All because of a fucking disease. So I say look at it both ways. Keep good records uh, in a nice, easy-to-find binder or some type of safe or something like that. Keep your birth certificate, checking and savings account information, credit card statements, employee benefits, insurance policies, disability, health, life, long-term care, investment account information, loans, marriage certificates, Mortgage, power of attorney and advanced directives, social security card, tax returns, titles for your car, your house, etc., your will. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Also keep a record of your medical expenses and insurance coverage. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, Mutual of Omaha is one of the only... Companies, I would get an accidental health insurance, life insurance policy in case you get in a wreck or something like that. So you have one of those policies. But yet, when my dad passed away, they gave us a big chunk of the money back that he paid into that policy because he didn't use it. So look into benefits like that with the different policies. Uh, Hire an advisor. like an accountant, attorney, financial planner, insurance agent, an investment advisor. Uh, You never know what's going to happen. Anything can change. Any day of your life, you can wake up and your whole world can be upside down. And all of a sudden, everything you own and everything you know is gone. So, be careful with that and take, take that into acknowledgement. Get on a budget. A budget can help you stretch your money as far as it will need to go in retirement. Figure out what you have now, including your salary, savings, and investments. Look at how much you owe. Figure out your monthly expenses and consider how much you'll need once you retire. I still don't agree with this when you're dealing with a medical issue. All this can change at a drop of a hat and there's so much that can change, but... According to them, based on those numbers, create a budget that will allow you to save enough for retirement. Financial planner or accountant can help if you're not good with numbers. There's so many things out there that you can invest in and do. 
that are just overall scams. They end up screwing you in the long run, or they could collapse at any moment, or people like jumping on the new Bitcoin style stuff or anything that's happening. It's like, give it time, make sure it works before you jump on it and then lose everything. Uh, I got a family member that bought some NFTs. It's like, why? They're virtual items. Why are you investing in that? They won't listen to me. They they call me and ask me about it. And then the next day they go and do it anyways, even after what I told them, after I researched shit for them because they don't research it themselves. It's like, really? Why did you even bother asking me then if you want my help? If you want my help, I'm going to tell you the way it is. But no. They went and did it anyways. Uh, let's see. Prepare for a premature retirement. Sometimes your condition will make it possible, impossible for you to keep working. After two decades with MS, about half of people are no longer employed, according to a study. Losing your job can really cut into your savings. Before you quit, see if your company will make some accommodations to help you stay. I didn't have that option. I was a partner in businesses at the time. So when my health took a shit, all of a sudden my employees were like, hey, we're we're working too hard. We're doing too much to cover for you. You're not here. We're done. We're out of here. Businesses started collapsing. I ran the financials, wasn't there to take care of all that. Next thing I know, government closes places down because behind on stuff. It's like, really? We couldn't keep an eye on those things. Let me know what's up. Try and work around them. Try and save things. My tools, my computers. A ton of my stuff was locked out by the government, and I never got the stuff. It's like I wasn't the one whose name was on everything, and I'm the one that loses everything. But yeah, you gotta watch out for stuff like that. Anything can happen that change your life around. So don't just expect your plans for the future to be hunky dory and gonna come out smelling like roses. Uh, consider your future care needs. Um, thanks to. Improved MS treatments, disability is less of a threat today than it was in the past. B.S. <laughs> Still, you have to prepare for the possibility that you may not be able to get around as easily in the future. Think about what home accommodations you might need and how much they'll cost. Widening your doorways, adding wheelchair ramps, install- installing a roll-in shower, lowering countertops. Anything else you can think of doing the help benefit you along the way might have to hire a nurse or move into a long care facility and you can build that house the way you want it and still end up in a long care facility long-term care facility so you never know what the future will bring when you have ms but it's always a good idea to plan ahead start by going over your current financial situation See what you have already saved and how much money you think you'll need in the future. Take advantage of every program and benefit that's available to you. If you're not sure where to start, ask a financial planner or other advisor to guide you through the process. They're very helpful. They're beneficial. It's I found out not having any collateral 
isn't true when you got 50,000 comic books. They're like, hey, that's collateral this day and age. So, gotta take that into consideration also. Uh, we never finished off the things only someone with MS can understand. The other day, we got through about the majority of them, but we still had some left, so I want to finish them off today. Since that ain't yesterday, but I'm not sure where we left off. We might have done this one. This scooter is my lifeline, not your ATV plaything. Yeah, I remember talking about this one. So get off. Keep the kids off your scooter. Put some type of seat that electrocutes you if you're, if you're not you <laughs> or something. Uh, it's easier to get a disabled parking placard than it is to find an empty disabled parking space, which we also talked about, I believe. Uh, during a game of hide-and-seek, you're always the easiest to find, which we also talked about. This one should be new. When you see someone wearing orange, you immediately think MS awareness, not crossing guard. Yep. Everything orange. I used to hate fluorescent. A friend of mine has a fluorescent orange bike. Uh, I used to hate the color orange, and now that I have MS, <laughs> it's become one of my colors. Uh, the closer you are to the bathroom, the worse your urge is to go. It's true. I mean, I can be 10 miles from that bathroom and know I have to pee, but when I get to that bathroom, I got to go. If I bend over to lift the toilet seat up, too late, going. It's like, I just, that urgency just amps its way up the closer you get to that freaking bathroom and your muscles just can't hold it anymore. And it's got to amp up those Kegels, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know that the nine hole pig test is not something they sell in the gift shop at Cracker Barrel. It's like, a lot of our neurological testing uh, people that don't have MS would probably laugh at. Uh, fun in the sun isn't your vocabulary. Isn't in your vocabulary. Now the sun hates most of us. Many of us have heat-related issues with our MS, and the sun is not our friend. Uh, you've had so many MRIs, you can hum the melody of the pings and bangs. Yeah, I spend a couple hours in that tube every time I go. I'm used to those sounds. It's a common repetitive sound, yeah. Uh, all you hear. Uh, you know you could never have a successful career as a robber due to terribly slow getaways. Yeah, we'd be confused which way we were going. We'd forget to grab the money bag. <laughs> Probably come in and forget to bring the gun. <laughs> no, we should not rob banks. Uh, when people stare at your cane, you tell them you came straight from tap class. Yeah, I drives me nuts how many people I went to school with, people I know from my past, uh, other people that 
may or may not know I have MS, but they have to make the smart-ass comments every time I'm using my cane. It's like, really? You want me to just put it away? You want me to fall over? Is that better for you? So you can laugh at me for falling down repetitively trying to get to a door? Is that fun for you, you fucking twit? It just, uh, it just fucking pisses me off. It just, I don't know how else to explain it. I just, I've tried so many different methods of explanations to people, and it's, at least when you see someone else with a cane, we have our little fun little banter between each other. <laughs> I always run into people, and we make our little comments back and forth to each other, have our little fun, but it's not degrading speech, you know? It's not, you're not putting the person down because of what they're doing. It's like, you really need a cane? It's like, yeah, I really do. Okay. I don't want to fall over. I don't want to have to pick myself up off the ground. I don't want to have a car coming towards me as I'm laying on the ground. I'm tired of people walking past me, ignoring me when I'm on the ground, sitting there like, making their snide remarks and stuff like that. It's just, it's not good. So, back off if we're using the cane or a walker. RRMS, SPMS, and CPMS aren't the sounds Grandpa makes sleeping in his chair. (laughs) What the hell is CPMS? Yeah, relapsing remitting MS, you got secondary progressive MS, then it should be PPMS, primary progressive MS, not CPMS. I think they're mixing CNS up with CP with PPMS. And someone tells you you look so good, you wonder if they're referring to you or that pan of lasagna. Yeah. It's like, I say we look better than we feel, but it's like, don't worry about how we look. It's our prerogative. But, yeah, let's see. I think we're going to probably finish it off there. Talk about that stuff some other time. Oh, I suppose end it with, let's see, is there a Kelvin and Hobbes worth reading? See if I can find one in this book that I like. Uh, yeah, the first four run segment, we got Kelvin and Hobbes sitting out. Looks like they're playing with some crayons, or not crayons, the sidewalk chalk or something on the sidewalk. Calvin says, times are tough for us suburban postmodernist. How so? Well, people seem to be reluctant to pay for sidewalk drawings that stay where they are and wash away in the rain. And nowadays, nobody wants tax money to support art. 
and corporations won't underwrite me because I'm not famous enough to effectively advertise their cultural enlightenment. Couldn't you support your art with another job? What? You mean work? <laughs> Next set of panels. Yelvin's still drawn away on the sidewalk. People always make the mistake of thinking art is created for them. But really, art is a private language for sophisticates to congratulate themselves on their superiority to the rest of the world. As my artist statement explains, my work is utterly incomprehensible and is therefore full of deep significance. You misspelled well tan shang a good artist statement says more than his art ever does welton shang i don't know what that i don't know what they're trying to reference towards yeah those are boring I suppose we can try it give them one more shot third time's a charm Kelvin and hobbs are outside they see a snake hobbs says look a snake Kelvin says, a big one. Hobbs says, do you think it's poisonous? Kelvin says, beats me. How can you tell? If it bites you and you die, it's poisonous. Har, har. <laughs> Hobbs says, look how it glides along. It's almost like a liquid. I wonder how they do that. He's flicking his tongue out. I think that's how they smell. But why would they smell with a tongue? Hobbs says, do snakes have eyelids? Do they sleep with their eyes open? Don't snakes eat mice? How could a snake swallow something bigger than its own head? Heck, we don't know anything about snakes. Maybe your mom would get us a book. Yeah, let's go see. We'll be experts. We'll learn all there is to know. Hey, wait a minute. It's summer. I'm on vacation. I don't want to learn anything. If nobody makes you do it, it counts as fun. Hmm, you really think so? Next panel, you see him laying on the ground, checking out a book, saying it's cool. As they're learning about snakes from their new book. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Not great. Kind of boring. But, oh well. Can't have all good endings to the day. But we'll end it there today. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of the monster. Be nice to others. Accept everybody as you would anybody as yourself. We're all the same. We all can get along. We don't have to fight constantly. We can all share. Instead of being greedy little pricks. Having to wipe out everybody else just to get what you want. Don't know how our culture allows all this shit to keep happening. But, hey. Rate, review, tell a friend. Subscribe. Send a message, comment, question, anything. And we'll get back to you. Be good. Talk to you again soon.